Welcome to Pharmacy to Dose, the critical care podcast. We're discussing critical care and its pharmacotherapy in a fun and entertaining manner. And I'm your host, Nick Peters. Wherever you are and however you are listening, thank you. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, QXMD, before we uh, get into part three of our episode today. QXMD builds mobile solutions that drive evidence-based care in clinical practice. So check out READ for easy access to research personalized for you. Calculate for over 500 easy-to-use decision support tools and learn to earn CME online in minutes per day. Try them today at qxmd.com slash apps. Again, that is qxmd.com slash A-P-P-S. So welcome back to our special three-part episode on the critical care medication March Madness bracket. You know, our incredible bracketologists have spent the last two episodes giving in-depth expert insider analysis. And if you haven't listened yet, go back and do just that. You can, should, and need to listen to our experts. You know, they are Brian Gilbert, Matt Robertus, Josiah Smith, and Melanie Smith, breaking down all four regions in the tournament, giving you all of their insider knowledge that you all are looking for. Now, we've made it through all four regions, and our final four is set so we have the two one seeds, norepinephrine and papyrocillin tazobactam, and then some four seeds, K-Centra, or the four-factor PCC, and ketamine. So a reminder that if you go to pharmacytodose.com, our website, there's a downloadable bracket that you can print out or fill out electronically. And on Twitter, we are still voting on matchups for the official listeners bracket. So go to at pharmacy to dose, T-O to dose, vote, and then give us a follow if you haven't already. Uh, the Sweet 16 is set. The current matchups are voting to see who gets into the Elite Eight. Um, but we're going to vote until the national championship game, until a winner is crowned. So uh, go ahead, log on, get going. Every vote counts. And we're certainly not done yet. Um, because all four bracketologists are coming back. We're talking the final four, and ultimately, who is cutting down the nets and declaring themselves the best medication in critical care? Well, we are driving to Atlanta, and we are going to figure out just that. So, let's get going. Matt, welcome back. And a quick reminder to everybody that the the cardiac region had the the favorite, the blue blood, um, norepinephrine advancing. And so, whew, the first semifinal here, one v one. This is uh, norepinephrine versus piptazo. This this kind of feels like the old thing about the '90s, like that the the Duke Kentucky, um, where you know. Leitner hits the turnaround. It feels like that would be one of these games in real life if they, if these two actually met of just, wow, how do you even pick? Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is close. Um, and I'm going to go with the homer pick of norepinephrine beating Pip Tazo, uh, specifically because when you think about like a septic shock patient, yes, you need the antibiotics to treat. And Pip Tazo being very broad, is able to cover a lot of different pathogens. 
Um, but in septic shock, the Pitazo is going to take a little bit of time to work, and the norepinephrine is actually going to keep your patient alive while the antibiotics are able to work. So I actually have norepinephrine just being sort of the acutely keeping your patient alive drug uh, advancing. But you're right, it's very close. Now, the second semifinal, it's kind of, it's two teams that are just peaking at the right time. It's, they're both the four seeds and it's, and it's K-Centra versus Ketamine. And I think this is, this is kind of a, a perfect matchup um, for what we're kind of talking about within critical care now, because I think if you go to any conferences, even if it's not critical care focused, you're definitely going to hear about, you know, PCCs and ketamine. So kind of perfect that they, uh, that they're kind of facing off against each other. Yeah, and they're also so different. So the other matchups, you know, you can think about a septic shock patient when you're using both Dorothy and Piptazo. Um, not a lot of scenarios where you're doing ketamine and K-Centra together. So <laughs> it's kind of an interesting matchup as well. Um, but for this one, you know, I had to pick with my heart and go with ketamine. It's one of my favorite drugs to use. It's a great um, uh, sedation med, and it's something that we use quite a bit in my ICU. Um, and I like it because one, it doesn't depress respiratory drive. So it's another one of those where you can give it to patients while they're awake for procedures um, without worrying about their breathing. And then also just it's great for continuous sedation when you have patients who are young and agitated and kind of going through, you know, kind of our normal sedating agents and analgesic agents. So to add it on top, giving a little bit of, of analgesia and sedation, I think ketamine just beats out K-Centra. So this is kind of a matchup, it sounds like, of, of two of your favorites in the in the national title game of uh, norepinephrine versus ketamine. So who who's walking up the ladder at the end of this? Who's the ultimate champion? You know, I was really rooting for the underdog here for ketamine uh, to get their one shining moment. But ultimately, I think norepinephrine comes out on top. I have to pick with my head rather than in my heart with my love for ketamine. But, you know, not to... Not to bring up too many bad feelings, this is like Gordon Hayward throwing up the, the half-court shot against Duke in the final. It's not quite getting it done, so if norepinephrine comes out on top. They just needed to move it just a like a centimeter and a half to the left, and they would have somehow somehow uh, made it. Yeah, that I, it doesn't that doesn't still bother me or anything. No, definitely not. <laughs> I, you know, I thought maybe it'd be a good good descriptor for this one. I, I I like that. Now, how so? You so the ultimate champion um, is norepinephrine. Now, how does that how does that compare to what you would consider as your actual favorite, like critical care drug? Uh, I mean, I guess I use norepinephrine so often, and it's so it's so prevalent in the ICU in any setting that it's just, I don't really have, I have kind of neutral feelings about norepinephrine as a drug. It's got great, you know, activity. It's great for what we use it for. Um, but really I think ketamine is just such a more fun drug and I kind of like using it more. I get to do more teaching with the, the medical team about ketamine and students because it's not something that they see very often. Um, and so when we had, you know, medical residents come through and we're using continuous ketamine for sedation, uh, I get to do a little bit of extra teaching on that. It's kind of fun. So I think really I was I was pulling for ketamine, but norepinephrine, like I said before, when we before I even saw the the bracket or the list of medications, I thought this was their their tournament to lose. So that really was a matchup of your head versus your heart is what it is what it, is what I, I took away from that. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Matt, thanks thanks for joining us. Your uh, your our mutual love of of basketball. I thought this was a, was an absolute uh, perfect fit, and I uh, I really appreciate appreciate you kind of taking the time to uh, to join us. Now, what's your yeah, what's your Twitter? Now, what's your Twitter handle for the uh, for the listeners out there? Um, well, it's actually at Matt Robertus, just my name. But full disclosure, I don't know if I've tweeted anything in the past like three years. I think the last thing you tweeted was when somebody tweeted out that if the Cavs beat the Warriors, they were going to give everyone a free jersey. Do you remember that? <laughs> There's like a it was like a two million retweets because everyone thought they were going to get a free jersey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I vaguely recall that. I'm sure it was during one of the, the four finals in a row and not 2016 because I didn't get a free jersey out of it. Yeah, that is that is true. Well, thanks again, Matt. And I, I hope you make it through the winter because if you're, if you're able to make it through that, you know, summertime in, in the shy, summertime shy is the uh, is the absolute best. So it's you're in a you're in a fun spot up there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to experiencing the summer up here because when I got up here, it was already starting to get kind of chilly. It's coming. Thanks again, man. All right, thanks. Welcome back, Josiah. Now, a, a quick reminder for everybody. So from the from the ID region, the the favorite, Piptezo, the one seed advanced. So we have the first semifinal kind of pits the one seeds, the powerhouses against each other. We have we have Piptezo versus Norepi. Ooh, I'm glad I'm not yeah. picking it. Who do you have going <laughs> on, my friend? All right, so yeah, I thought this was a it's a very uh, it's a very tough matchup. It, it's hard to beat a drug that is literally keeping you alive um, at the end at the end of life, like North and definitely may be doing. Um, however, I'm gonna say you know if you're experiencing septic shock with an infectious source, source uh, good luck using not using Zosin to actually beat it. Um, you know we're gonna have to actually get to the root cause of what is causing this issue. Um, and so I'm going to have to say that I still think Zosin can be norepinephrine, um, specifically because uh, norepinephrine, uh, you know, is going to be highly dependent on if Zosin is actually going to be covering uh, the bug that may be causing this sepsis and shock-like picture. Um, so yeah, in a sense, you could say one would not be effective without the other, you know, depending on what specific disease state we're looking at. Um, but obviously, I'm trying to sell Zosin to win, so we're leaning on that Zosin side, um, you know. Another thing I like about Zosin, uh, you know, we don't have to think about any special line placement or anything. You don't have to do any extracurriculars of, of worrying about uh, getting in uh, central line, depending on what your concentration is, or really worrying about those extravasation type of things that we may have to worry about with uh, norepinephrine. I like that Zosin um, kind of tying back to a basketball theme, you know. We have different offensive schemes that we can use. You know, do we want to use extended infusion? Do we want to use conventional dosing? Do we want to use continuous dosing? Um, I, I think it, it just got a lot more diversity um, than when it really comes to uh, norepinephrine. The only weakness I see with dosing is, you know, uh, if you've got a penicillin allergy, that could be an issue if there's some drug resistance. But I think overall, dosing usually comes out stronger on the other end, and, and people still feel very comfortable using it. And so... I'm going to say surprisingly here that uh, uh, Zosin can still beat uh, norepinephrine in this uh, in this matchup. I think all of us who have read the uh, the Kumar study in in the in critical care medicine showing the the time um, 
to effective antibiotics and the rate of mortality would completely agree with you. Cause I think it was, I can't remember if it was 36 or 48 hours, but the mortality is basically at a hundred percent. So nor yeah. therapy can be the band aid, but if you don't treat the source, there's nothing you can do. So I think, I think people would be hard pressed to, uh, to disagree with you there. That is very well put. I couldn't agree with you more. Now we have the second semifinal. We have the four seeds, kind of the gritty, scrappy teams coming through. We have K-Centra battling Ketamine. So who who advances to the national championship game here? Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the matchup. I'm going to say it's uh, it's going to be Ketamine here over K-Centra for me. Um, a lot of my patient population that I deal with working in a medical ICU, you know, we do see ketamine used quite a bit and it's kind of made its resurgence over, over the last uh, couple of years that I've been practicing. Um, we go from not talking about it very much during residency besides just specifically learning about it to it coming up almost every single week on if we should use it or not. Um, and who's comfortable using it or not. It's a lot of the big issues that comes with it. I like ketamine simply for its diversity. Um, it's an old experienced drug that kind of got a bad rep for a little while. You know, it's very diverse in forms that we could use it for status asthmaticus, status epilepticus. Um, it's a great pain drug. Um, there's a lot of good theories out there that sometimes it can help uh, kind of reset that pain threshold for a lot of people, you know, using kind of multimodal pain management. Uh, we've got good evidence. You know, a lot of people didn't like to use ketamine um, because of its side effect profile, of its uh, hallucinations, dissociative effects, as um, as well as some of the others. But we've got dosing out there now that shows, you know, using doses of 0.3 mg per kg. Um, we may not have that dissociative effect anymore and have great pain control. Um, so I really like that we can use ketamine for that. It's great for procedural sedation. Um, we'll use it a lot of times on trauma patients that are coming in um, to help calm them down a little bit and also help reduce their pain. Um, and so I think that's what would take it over the top with uh, with K-Centra. You know, with K-Centra, there's still a lot of questions um, that people have about its use and, you know, what's the proper dosing for NOAX and DOAX? What's the proper dosing for warfarin? Should we even use it for that? And so I think with all that uncertainty and like, you know, analysts looking at it and having all these questions about it, um, I'm going to go with uh, ketamine here over uh, K-Centra. So we made it. We made it. We got the national championship here. game here. So we have, we have Piptazo on one side and ketamine on the other. So who's, who's going up and, and cutting the nets? You know, I'm going to, I am going to say, I'm going to stick with my champion and I'm going to say Zosin here over ketamine. I think you made an excellent point a little bit ago about um, Zosin has and antibiotics have proven mortality effects. Um, I don't have any knowledge to mine that ketamine has any mortality effects um, specifically, uh, depending on, I guess, what disease state you use it on. Uh, but, you know, Zosin uh, is going to beat ketamine in this situation. So Zosin is the champion overall. And Duke gets gets another banner gets another banner yeah <laughs> it gets another banner it, it's very that always hurts my heart um to to hear that with uh duke so um maybe we can say gonzaga we'll say gonzaga can get their first banner <laughs> or something like that make it a little bit better but yes uh, i think uh zosin is a, a kind of our clear-cut champion here in terms of meds that we're using in the in, in the icu now I'm guessing as as an antibiotic steward that Zosin is not your favorite kind of critical care medication. What would you say is your is your favorite like irrespective of bracket region, et cetera? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and so while I deal do with infectious disease quite a bit every single day, um, I feel like my, my hospital director and clinical manager would be very upset by me saying that I, I would say Presidex is, uh, dexmedetomidine is my favorite drug. And, and the reason I say they would probably be upset is more specifically from a cost standpoint, yeah, yeah. um, is, is always what comes up. Um, I've always liked Presidex. Uh, I love it. And, uh, I like that it doesn't have any, um, uh, respiratory depression that comes along with it. I like that it can be multimodal in terms that. It may be helping with pain. It may be helping with agitation. It may be helping with anxiety. Uh, you know, we can use it for people with alcohol withdrawal. We can use it for people, uh, you know, weaning uh, between vents and trying to get them off the vent. Um, and overall, I just think it, it's a it's a great drug for what it is. The only the only bad rap it really gets is because of its cost. But um, I mean, if you can find some equally efficacious things. Um, that would be equivalent to using that. I would be more than welcome to hear it, but I, I am a, definitely a fan of precedent. Well, we made it through. Josiah, lucky to uh, call you such a good friend and, and colleague and glad you could come on and kind of combine some of our favorite things, which is pharmacy, critical care, and, and basketball. So what's your, what's your Twitter handle for the, uh, for the listeners out there? Yeah, so uh, my Twitter handle is at Josiah Smith. I was one of the lucky ones that uh, didn't have to put any numbers after their name when I first got this uh, Twitter from starting it early back in the day. So you can find me on there. Um, I'm more of an observer than an actual tweeter. Uh, I, I love following infectious disease stuff on Twitter um, and critical care medicine things on Twitter. So uh, while you may not actively see me tweeting, I am, I am definitely reading a lot of the stuff that everybody's putting out there. You're lurking. I am a lurker. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again, Josiah. And, and then, of course, as always, let's go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks for having me on, Nick. All right. So we are back with Brian here talking about, we just, um, reminder that he had the four seed K-Centra advancing from the Potpourri region. And we are, uh, we have him back here to talk about the, the final four and who we think is going to be the ultimate champion of critical care medication. So Brian, welcome back. Thank you for having me back, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> now <laughs> our first semifinal is between arguably the hottest medications in critical care. I mean, you go to a conference and, and you just cannot hear enough of these two meds. It's the four seeds, Kcentra taking on ketamine. I agree. Everyone has an opinion on it one way or another, whether it's good or bad in this situation. So, you know, even, even, uh, even SCCM this past year had a, a pretty controversial opportunity when it came to case intro versus other, other things to, you know, we had a, a pretty hot, um, take from one of the sessions and uh, a pharmacist sticking up for another pharmacist, but we won't get into that, but had to do with case intro in that setting. But if you want to hear more, the SECM Congress recap with, with the conference correspondent, Anthony Hawkins, and I dive a little bit into that. Yeah, we had pharmacists. Pharmacists always have the back of other pharmacists here, especially when people are making comments that have some disclosure forms they need to fill out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it was uh, having been front row for that, it was uh, an interesting uh, dynamic and to see one of our leaders, the godmother herself, Gretchen Brophy, get up there and, you know, stick up for us pharmacists was, was amazing to see. So now back to, uh, back to the bracket, K-Centra versus Ketamine. Who do you, uh, who do you have winning here? 
And, and you know, man, I please, put myself into palpitations with this one. Um, it's either that or the Red Bull and Bacchus from trying to <laughs> quarantine them, as I'm calling them, quarantinis. Um, but the, you know, Case Centra is a med that, while overall um, does have a niche with when it comes to coagulopathy, it, it can be used in a handful of patients and, and a widespread of critically critical care patients. Uh, you could probably say that about ketamine as well, but um, in terms of dosing strategies and different indications, um, and I'm a ketamine supporter for sure. Like I really do enjoy it. And so this would be another one that would be just fantastic to watch. Um, this would be a, a close back and forth battle. I believe that, um, you know, again, you either really love ketamine or you really hate it. And the same thing with K-Centro, you either really love it or, or you would rather use something else in certain situations. But when you look at, when you look at it overall and then I've got to give it to K-Centro, I can't, I can't not give it in this situation, especially when I think about the patient populations that I see, the opportunity for utilization, um, and then overall cost effectiveness. If I'm giving it uh, to a patient and their bleed doesn't expand and I can get them out of the ICU faster or I reverse their coagulopathy, I reduce blood product utilization and adverse events. And that's my spiel, you know, that's, that's my salesmanship. This is the old car salesman and then me coming out. So team, Team case Centra all the way. Okay, because I was gonna say you 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 lay or you ended with Team K Central all the way because it sounded almost like when you were describing the matchup that if like if you would you were to see this like game in person you'd wear the split jersey and you would be like it would be like Ket Ket uh, Ketantra <laughs> or Ketamine. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I would say, but I, I so mean, it sounds like you're not the split jersey guy then. Just for the record, I've got the house divided. Uh, mailbox in the in the mail right now, ready to come with ketamine and case interest split. I mean, I love them both very dearly, but at the end of the day, I think that overall, if I had if I had to have one thing in my back pocket, it's got to be the case centra. I mean, I can use for sedation and all that. I can use other aspects. I can use opiates, or I can use mm-hmm. I can use other and other things. And so, and there's controversy a little bit on the mixed data population for for ketamine. So, uh, I don't think anyone's arguing for case centra or against case centra when it comes to, to bleeding coagulopathy. So, uh, gotta, gotta go with it. Now as, as hard would, of a, I, go ahead. I, I would write, I would write ketamine an apology letter afterwards, but <laughs> if, if this is like a hockey game, the handshake line would be tremendous is what you're saying. Well, we're not handshaking anymore. It's 2020. So we're, we're social distancing. So the, the, have, the elbow we, taps would be absolutely <laughs> incredible. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and if that was a tough one for you to pick, I think this other semifinal might even be more challenging. We got the blue bloods, the one seeds, norepinephrine taking on Piptazo. Yeah, man. I, again, tried and true some, you know, really good utilization for this. Um, I, I, I got to go with norepi in this situation, though, just due to widespread utilization um, and some of the emerging data on on Piptazo and and vancomycin combination. Since we're always using the um, vancomycin uh, combo um, and some of the AKI data, but yeah, no, it's this is a tough matchup as well. But you know, if I had to have one thing in my back pocket for 
for this matchup, I'd rather have a little norepi because um, I've got an alternative in cefepime usually for my my pitzazo in that situation. So I got to go with norepi. Norepi versus Case Central. All right, that's the final game. We got the one seed norepi taking on the four seed Case Centra. Okay, who's cutting down the nets? Again, you, you talk about the matchups and and what can I get? Can I get away with something else um, with K Central, or can I get away with something else with Norepi? I can't really get away with anything else uh, than K Central. I mean, I potentially could use fresh frozen plasma in that situation, but then I'm looking at volume overload. I'm looking at all the adverse effects, taco trolley, in those situations. So I can't get away. You know, K Central is going to be my my go to. Nor Epi, I mean, I potentially can use other other agents that uh, potentially could uh, convey the same efficacy or benefit that I'm looking for. So, Case Center is cutting down the net, and I don't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> oh, we we are the champions by Queen playing slowly in the background here. I like that team. Well, when you're able to when you're able to see your team from beginning to end and cut those nets down, I can't imagine that feeling. So I, that's, that's gotta be why you're so, you're so enthusiastic. That love of K-Centra just coming out in full force right here. I, and I guess it, and suffice to say, I should just go ahead and say it. This isn't sponsored by CSL or anything. I don't have any, <laughs> I have no conflict before I get, uh, some pharmacist that comes up there and puts me in my place. I have no conflict. <laughs> Yeah, this oh, is man, the we, only the only sponsor we have here is QXMD. So that is we have no no uh, industry sponsors of this uh, of this pod. And, and uh, on this side of the call, there is sponsorship by Bourbon because I am drinking a little coffee and Bourbon together to get through this quarantine. So and and, and help me decide on some of these matchups in terms of going with my heart versus going with my head. Well, and I feel like a quarantine kind of turns your house into an airport where like time, it, it, it's not, it, it's like a continuum. Um, so it's like, you know, you there's go nothing to an wrong airport. with a 9am beer. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with a 9am beer. I don't want to hear anybody say that any, anymore either. <laughs> now, how, so, so how does your bracket winner case Centra kind of compare to what would you like? Would, what would you say is your actual favorite medicine in critical care? You know, uh, it, it depends on the day and it depends on the patient for sure. 100%. And I go back and forth on, on what's my favorite. But when I look at like tried and true things that I consistently go back to and have positive feelings and positive experiences with, um, it is case Centra, um, overall. And that's not, and I think that's why I feel so strongly about it winning overall is that, if used appropriately, it can it can benefit a wide patient population. And specifically, we haven't quite found the appropriate dose. I still think that we're uh, going to need to explore even further. And so I understand that it may have hold a, a little bit of an initial price tag and, and uh, price burden on some pharmacies. But uh, with some of these lower dose uh, regimens, I think that you can get by and it potentially can spare you from other uh, adverse events later. So yeah, I'm going with Case Centra as my tried and true. And it lines up with your favorite. That uh that worked out. That worked out perfectly. I didn't actually know that before before I asked that question that, that was your that, that was your favorite. Um well Brian, thanks for thanks for taking the time uh joining us today. Hopefully everyone was able to uh you know view this as a good 
kind of respite from all of the all of the news and things. Um, now, what's your Twitter handle or handle for the listeners so they can uh, let you know how much they agree with all your picks? <laughs> or or uh, have have something to say about it? Hey, it's, you uh, said that, at, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's at Gilbert Farm D. I don't have anything uh, very clever there, but um, I would love to hear it. And, and thank you for having us, and thank you for holding this, especially in this trying time. And it's just one thing that I've been looking forward to, having come off service this past week and trying to to take care of folks and the seriousness of it and, and the amount of uh, things that it's affect in, in terms of our daily lives, our professional lives. And um, I, I just can't thank you enough for doing this. This is something that I think that the rest of the pharmacy world will appreciate um, and, and, and has gotten behind. And so overall, just thank you for doing the podcast as well. It just shines a great light on critical care pharmacists and all the benefit that we can uh, provide. And so, Thank you for your service on that too, my friend. Yeah, well, it's when you when you're in such a great profession, have all these great networks of people. It's it's very easy to do something like this just because of the 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 people you get to call peers and colleagues. How great they are! So it's you know it's definitely the thanks go to all previous guests, all friends of the pod, everybody. Um, But thank thanks again, Brian. Um, You're gonna make it through it. Have a have a. uh, quarantini uh for me please and uh and we'll talk soon thanks again thank you so thanks for joining us again melanie glad you're back and a uh a quick reminder for for all the listeners that the the number four ranked ketamine advanced out of the pad region um so let's kind of start with the the first semifinal of the final four a matchup of the of the four seeds just peaking at the right time uh case center versus ketamine this feels like in no pun intended an absolute bloodbath of a matchup here and just a a kind of tooth and nail battle what did you think Bloodbath is a, a most appropriate word. Man, this is a tough one for me. So all of those listeners that heard my bracket know how pro-ketamine I am all the way. Um, but K-Center is definitely right up there on my list of best ICU drugs. I think K-Center has really changed the game and how we are taking care of a, an aging population who more and more people are on um, anticoagulant therapy. Um so I think it's just a, a great drug that I love to use and can really change patient outcomes. But if you want to take it back and talk about kind of your general ICU patient, then I think you really have to go with ketamine here. Um, I think K-Centra is just too niche to go all the way in this tournament. So really to kind of compare it to basketball, it's the type of drug that can shoot the three all day, but it can't protect the basket on the other end of the court, you know, so it may score a lot of points, but a well-rounded drug like ketamine is really going to find a way to score more points by the final buzzer. So for me, ketamine wins this one. Or they're the team that, that went, you know, they, they shot threes throughout the whole tournament and then they went cold for eight minutes and ketamine just cause kind of uh, slow and steady won the race a little bit. They were able to get points in a lot of other ways. Definitely one of those for sure. So the next semifinal, you know, just the heavy hitters in critical care, the one seeds, norepinephrine versus paracillin, tazobactam, zosin. Oh, man, this is another tough one for me. So you have norepinephrine, probably your go-to vasopressor of choice, and then zosin, your big workhorse anti-pseudomonal. Um, so if you're thinking about a septic patient, 
you know, all the norepinephrine in the world isn't going to save you if you don't have the right antibiotic on board. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I was talking about a septic patient, I would have picked Zosin all the way. Um, But on the other hand, there are definitely a lot of other shock states out there that aren't sepsis. And norepinephrine can help you with almost every one of those. So I'm going to say norepinephrine in a last minute overtime victory here. All right, so it's it's ketamine versus norepinephrine national championship game, and the winner is definitely going to be norepinephrine. I'm sad to say, as the bracketologist from the PAD region, <laughs> um, you know, similar to Zosin and your Zosin norepi matchup, I'm trying to think about the most well-rounded drug here, and you know, despite ketamine being a PAD region favorite, I'm going to go with norepi. Um, just because, you know, you can have all the ketamine in the world and be able to treat all their agitation, but if you have cardiovascular collapse, there's no PAD agent that's going to save the day. So for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and say Norepi is the winner this year. It was definitely a hard-fought victory over a great team in ketamine. Yeah, cutting down the nets. I think that was one of those where you know these all those matchups are they're they're just a couple points, a couple possessions because those are all. I mean, those are all in the tool chest. You're on a desert island. You'd like all of those to be with you, <laughs> for sure. Now, how how does the winner, your winner, norepinephrine, compare to what you would say is your actual favorite medicine in critical care? Now, don't tell Brian Gilbert that I picked. Kcentra, but I would definitely say that Kcentra is probably one of my all-time favorites. I was really excited to see that it made the final four, and honestly, you know, that doesn't surprise me um, with that bracketologist, but there are definitely a lot of reasons why I like this. For the patient population that I take care of, I, you know, take care of a lot of trauma patients, a lot of patients with coagulopathies, so it's something that I use very frequently. And I also really like it because it's a newer drug, Um, so it's being used for a lot of off-label things, which means there's a lot of room for research. Um, So for us pharmacists that love research, this is definitely a hot drug that we are um, super interested in using and investigating. Spot on. So, I mean, you literally, when you said... When, it, when you're going through this analysis, you truly went with your head with a lot of these because you your heart is is case centra is there. So that's that's true expert analysis from our official bracketologist here. Yeah, it was definitely hard for me to you know pick the ketamine over the case centra, even though I love them both. I do think that ketamine's the more well well rounded drug there. Melanie, I hope you uh, had as much fun as I did. I really appreciate the um, analysis and and insight and um, incredible nicknames. The big nasty is definitely not going away <laughs> um, any anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was actually one of the more fun um, brackets I've ever filled out, and definitely a great way to keep my mind off of all that's going on with. Um, with the big nasty. Yes, yes. Now, what is your uh, Twitter handle for the listeners in case anyone wants to uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, so my Twitter handle is Tribidibity. So I'll spell that for you because it's kind of confusing. It's T-R-I-B-I-D-I-B-I-D-Y. Now, is there some backstory? No one told me it. 
<laughs> yeah, no one told me in college when I created a Twitter handle just to follow sports teams and Real Housewives that I was going to be on a podcast one day trying to explain, you know, what that meant. <laughs> but that that name actually came from a kid at church, and that was just his nickname for me, and he thought it was funny. So, you know, when I was deciding on names in college for my Twitter handle, that's what it became. There we go. <laughs> Well, thanks again, Melanie. And when I eventually visit Charleston, you'll have to uh, help my wife and I eat our way through the city. Is that a deal? Absolutely. I know all the good spots. Okay, perfect. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again so much for having me. Well, you heard it straight from the expert's mouth. The winner of the critical care medication March Madness bracket is norepinephrine. Certainly a, a hard-fought battle, um, but tough to argue against the, the ultimate winner. Now, reminder, this is, this is the expert bracket, like the expert picks. Um, if you think about going to like, you know, looking on ESPN or CBS during March Madness time, it's the expert picks. So the listener's bracket, right, you all putting the vote in and who do you think is the best um, is still accepting votes on our Twitter page, at Pharmacy2Dose. So, Hop on, follow us, and then participate in all of this. We want everyone to get uh, to get a voice. We want to keep those voting numbers continuing to keep going up. Now, there's a there's a lot here in this in this three part series searching for the best medication in in critical care, um, and hopefully, um, at some point, this can function as a distraction for you know anyone or or everyone. Um, for all of those in the hospitals um, and on the the front lines of this pandemic, right, that hasn't even peaked yet, um, the all of the feelings have to probably um, feel never ending. And I know um, every every friend of the pod is is wishing the best for everyone, uh, myself included, wholeheartedly. Um, I think we're all a, a pharmacy family here, and in, in times like this, that's what always shines through. You know, I think that's the biggest thing you see is um, the network of pharmacists sharing information, um, being colleagues and peers and friends with one another in these trying times, and it's just just shows the the connectiveness and and the togetherness that everyone shows in these crises. Um, you know, I want to give a, another last shout out to to the great guests and friends of the pod, the expert bracketologists um, over this three part series. We had four of them, um, as everyone hopefully knows, and uh, they were Matt Robertus, uh, Josiah Smith, Brian Gilbert, and Melanie Smith. Um, so a huge thank you. Um, obviously, they they you know did the analysis and gave their insights and really helped to make this um, and execute this to be as fun as I thought it could be. So don't forget that there's also a printable bracket um, available to be downloaded on our website and it's pharmacytodose.com. Uh, so there's going to be uh, a few more things coming. Um, we have a uh, couple episodes in the pipeline and things. Um, I know there's a, a lot of kind of recent content here, but um, especially with the uh, critical care medication March Madness bracket. Hopefully that's able to um, be a distraction, something a little fun and mindless that you can listen to to um, kind of get away from from some of the harsh realities now. Um, so as always, please, I love everyone to reach out. So via social media, Twitter, Instagram, at pharmacy to dose, T-O to dose, um, or uh, via email, pharmacy to dose at gmail.com. 
And until next time, I'm Nick Peters, and this is Pharmacy to Dose, the critical care podcast.